tune in right now. You know what it is. We got main over here. Cards and clay over here. It's the Fire and Ice Podcast. Let's go. Waking up and getting ready for work. I got my phone set ready to hear the alerts. We got main on the mic. Partner with cards and clay. See, they talk about the things people scared to say. Yeah, it's fire. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire and Ice. I'm Carlton with the Heat. Um, this week, I am solo dolo. Um, <laughs> Maine is uh, working, getting that money. Um, so, salute to him, shout out to him. Um, I'm going to try to do this thing by myself. Um, I already told you guys, I hate doing the show solo. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to um, go through my handy-dandy book of guests co-host contacts and everybody is either working or um they got some other stuff going on uh so i was like damn i'm about to like I'm be by myself but it's all good we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it ro- rolling we're gonna talk about some things um i am facebook live so hopefully people that are watching me on facebook live they'll chime in while i'm talking and i can um read some stuff interact and everything um shout out to dj swag um he's in the building we are right now recording at uh, Round Here Radio here in the uh, studio. This is one of the homes of Fire and Ice. Um, so you guys can catch us here on Thursdays. Um, so thank y'all so much again for supporting us. And shout out to our other stations as well, 520 Radio, um, Exquisite Radio. And also we're going to give a shout out to iHeartRadio as well. Um, so let's go ahead and get started on what's what's happening. Um, normally we start out with what's happening during the week, what happened, how our week was. Um, my week was pretty good. Um Things have things have been moving. I know a lot of people have been asking me about like video productions and all this other stuff when you're doing some more shows. But clearly we're on lockdown still. So um I'm not filming anything. Um and actually for those who don't know, I've I've been on production break since January. I I made a decision not to film anything because I needed to take a break. Um but lo and behold, this whole corona thing happened. So this is kinda I guess like a forced break. Um, which is all good because it allowed me to um kind of really reevaluate some things about myself, reevaluate some things about my company, um, just reevaluate some things of how my mindset was. Um, for those of you who've been following me, y'all know about the whole YouTube debacle. Um, and again, I, I say it at first, when it first happened, it was really kind of a disappointing thing, but now I see it as a blessing in disguise because a lot of great things have been happening um, since that's happened. My mind, my, my mindset has shifted when it comes to as far as business and um you know, pushing my content out and just thinking about different ways to do that. Um, different opportunities have opened up. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm grateful for that. Speaking of, of course, you guys know that I have my first feature film, Sleep Mahogany, which is out right now. Y'all can please go uh, check that out. Um, it's on Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Fandango now. And so I'm going to jump into that because um, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it because I know a lot of people say you shouldn't. I guess promotes your uh, quote unquote haters or whatever, but I don't really consider this a promoting of hating. I feel like we've me and Maine had this conversation. I think the last week or the week before, um, the importance of telling the truth about your hustle and telling the truth about your about your grind. You have to tell the good and the bad. Um, and so I feel like this is an opportunity for me to be transparent about what's been going on with the film. Now, for the most part, uh, we've been getting a lot of good reviews about the film um, from people who've seen it before and people who haven't seen it. And again, I want to reiterate something. 
with Sweet Mahogany, basically, and I've, and I've said this before, is Sweet Mahogany is the web series turned into a film. And I, that's how I've been promoting it. I've never promoted it as, like, this whole new thing. I know people ask me, well, did you, like, is it something, a new, is it a new project? I said, no. What, we, what happened was we won a, um, and I don't have to explain this to anybody, but I just, I want to. This is something I want to do. We basically won a distribution deal when we entered the festival. And so when we, when we entered the Miami Web Fest, they chose Sweet Mahogany to get uh, distribution by Maverick. So that's what happened with that. So we had the opportunity to turn the show into a movie. So basically what we did was we season one is the first film, and then season two is going to be the sequel, which will be coming out in January of 2021. That sounds crazy to say, 2021. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Um, But so that's kind of how all that worked. And so uh, Sunday morning, right, and, and, and of course – um, we have in church at home, but not people come to our house, but my father is preaching from the living room and we're doing virtual church. And so I'm, I woke up and I was like trying to get my mind ready. All right, let me get my mind ready to, you know, for worship and get ready for, for church and everything. And I woke up and this is another thing I, I'm telling myself not to do anymore. I'm telling myself not to check social media as soon as I wake up. That's something like that really unfortunately has can have an impact on how your day gets started um and you, you know you, you can get all these notifications and stuff and messages and positive and you're like all right cool my day's gonna be good but you see that one negative thing and it's like all right dang I'm, you know you see you set yourself up to have a, a bad day and that's what i did um i woke up sunday morning saw the notification and, and nobody really nobody nobody really writes on the victory productions facebook page so i um Went, saw the notification on that page, looked at it, and it was this long review. It was long, right? And, I, and I was, I'm not reading all this, but I, I skimmed through it, and pretty much, it was just pretty much saying how the film was trash, um, how the um, film was like. It was just, it was basically, it was saying like it's nothing. They said nothing, the film is nothing but the show uh, stitched together. And, you know, there was, I already saw this already. I feel like I was duped. I feel like I was scammed. Don't fall for the trick. It's garbage and blah, blah, blah. All this other stuff. And so I was like, oh, man, this this is bad. So I went, I'm, and, I, and, and my other mind, normally, you know me, I'm, I like to clap back sometimes. And I was like, I was going to write back, write a response back. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to do that. So I just went ahead and erased. I just erased it. I erased it off the page. erased it off the comments. I was like, we're just going to act like that never existed. But it sat with me throughout the day. And I it got to the it got to the point I was like I didn't even like go downstairs to to the worship service I like kind of and honestly honestly me started making me physically not feel good, um which is crazy how again words and the power of manifestation that is that stuff is really for real because it can it can it can manifest itself into the physical, um so I um I, I just laid there went back to sleep and it's kind of just it kind of sat with me throughout the day but then as I thought about it. And then I was like, all right, let me just uh, breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. Keep it pushing. Um, that's only one bad review out of all the hundreds of people that have congratulated you, said the movie was good, um, that are promoting it. And also another thing is, too, like I said, everybody's not getting the opportunity to have distribution on the major on major platforms. So, you know, you got to look at it like that's just what comes with the territory. And I had to kind of keep telling myself that. But I said all that to say, I was having a conversation with a friend. 
And I was like, you know what's funny? Obviously, you're not paying attention to, to like that's it's crazy because like I said, when I before I watch a movie, I always watch the trailer first. So the first thing I do, I'm gonna watch the trailer to make sure I want to watch it. And if you watch the trailer for Sweet Mahogany, the film, you'll see that it's pretty. You'll see that it's footage from the show. So in my mind, I'm thinking if if I've already seen it, let's say I w- I didn't know me. That sounds weird, but whatever. Let's just say I didn't know me, and I was watching the trailer. I would have said, "Oh, you know what? I saw this already." So there's no need for me to to watch to purchase the film. I've already seen this. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like uh, common sense didn't come into play. Whoever this person was. <laughs> who sent the review, but it's all good. I appreciate it. Again, um, everybody, this is just a lesson for, for people that's getting into the business or whatever you're doing, whether it's content creating, um, you know, podcasting, ready, doing your own radio station, um, whatever, singing, acting, whatever. Everybody's not going to like what you have to offer. It, it, out of all of the hundreds of positive notes and comments you're going to get, you're going to get some negative ones. Don't allow those negative ones to deter you from doing what you're doing. Um, I know it's easier said than done, and I'm kind of preaching to myself too because like it's so easy to to bypass those 99 congratulations, good job, and see that one you suck, and you focus on that that you suck. You know what I'm saying? Um, I tell the story all the time, but I have to give a shout out to my cousin Neil. Um, Neil, I remember we was talking one day, and um, I was going off about something. I was going off about, I think I was going off about how people don't support. And y'all know I've taken that whole language out of my vocabulary this year um, as far as support. Um, but I was going off about how people don't support, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, cuz, why are you always focusing on the people who don't support you? That's that's throwing shade at people who do. Like you like you're like ignoring those who do and you're making them feel bad, making us feel bad. And at the time I wasn't trying to hear it, but after I let it resonate with me for a couple of days, I called him back. I said, hey, bro, you was right. Um, a lot of times, we again, we, we focus on the negative that we bypass the positive. And we can, make, and we can have people that, are, people that are supporting us. We can make them feel some type of way because make them feel like they're not appreciated. So I think that's important for us just to kind of remember. Again, go through the, go through the emotions. I think it's important that when bad stuff happens or you get negative reviews or things happen, go through that feeling, get, go through those emotions, let that play out. Um, but after you get through with that, try to focus back on the positive and um, get back on your mission and what your purpose is at hand. Um, so I just wanted to kind of just share that because I was debating if I was going to go live about that or not as far as I was going to talk about it. Because um, I know a lot of people always say, um, I know a lot of people say, you know, screw them, don't ignore the, ignore the haters, ignore the da-da-da. And at the end of the day, um, that is true, but at the same time, I feel like it's important to, um, as we discussed, it's important to discuss, to discuss everything that's going on with your hustle, um, the good and the bad, because that gives people who are looking up to you, people that are following you, that gives them a fair representation of things that you're going through, um, especially for people who, who want to get into this business. You have to understand, again, this business is, is not for everybody. This business is not for the weak. Um this business, you definitely got to have some tough skin. Um, you're gonna have your days. Trust me, I know I have my days. I have my weeks sometimes. But at the end of the day, um, we have to continue to push forward 
and and walk in the purpose that God has created us for. I'm going to read some of these comments because I don't want to ignore you guys. Hey, everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to my live on Facebook. Um, I appreciate y'all. Y'all keeping the conversation going. What's up, Shaw Graffy? What's good? Um, thank you for everybody who's watching. What's up, Maurice? Oh, Maurice, I have not talked to you in forever. What's good, bro? Maurice, I mean, Maurice and I used to work together um, in the news station. So shout out to Maurice. What's good? Um, hey, Anissa. How are you this morning? Um, hope you're having a great morning. Um, yeah. So thank y'all. Thank you, everybody who's joining me on live. Y'all are keeping me um, awake. Y'all are, <laughs> y'all are keeping me talking. Appreciate it. Again, I am solo um, this this week for Fire and Ice, but we had to keep the show going. We have a goal. This year, Fire and Ice will hit 100 episodes. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep it going um, either way. If I can't do it or, or if Maine can't do it, um, we're gonna we're trying to keep it going week after week so that way we can get to our 100th episode because we got something special that we are planning for episode 100 um, that we want to do. So And then that's going to take some planning. So we want to make sure that we continue each week. I think this is episode 94. This is 94 or 95. But um, thank y'all again for everybody supporting Fire Nights and y'all been listening and everything. We appreciate y'all so much. So I'm going to tell this story. I was in the car yesterday, and um, I like to listen to my throwbacks um, on my um, on my Apple Music. Speaking of Apple Music, y'all go download that uh, for a brief moment in time. Appreciate it from your boy, uh, KC the Poet, um, featuring Q Butler and Star Jewels. Y'all go, it's on all streaming services. Y'all make sure y'all go download that, please. And thank you. The visual is coming soon. We are still in the post-production pro- uh, process, but the video will be coming soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, I was riding the car and I was listening to some of my throwbacks. I was listening to um, In Vogue, um, listening to uh, Cherish. Who else I was listening to? Uh, Love Her. That song that's on the um, Set It Off soundtrack. Listening to that. Um, and I was just, and I listened to Nivea, um, parking lot, and then I went, switched over to Sunshine Anderson. Heard it all before. That was my joint. Um, I loved that song. I mean, that song wasn't for me, um, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't for me or about me. And I was young when it came out, but I still loved that song. I just loved. I loved her voice. I loved the instrumentation of the song. It was just, it was just a really good song. It was a song of the, whatever. I can't remember what year that came out, but. Um, it was the, it was a song of that summer, I believe. Um, that was a that was just a dope a dope 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 song. And so I put on Facebook. I said, "Hey, where is Sunshine Anderson? Where is she?" And I wasn't and I definitely was not being shady at all. Like there was no shade, there was no petty, no nothing. I was sincerely wanting to know where Sunshine Anderson is because she she I know she did heard it all before. She had another single after that called like Lunch or Dinner or something like that. And then from my understanding. It's like she disappeared. She may have had some more music after that. I'm not sure. But it's like she had disappeared. And I was like sincerely wanting to know where Sunshine Anderson was. Well, I want to give a shout out to all my Facebook friends who um, commented on my status. I appreciate y'all for giving me an update. Well, apparently Sunshine Anderson is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's crazy because that means that she's only two hours away from here. Um, so she's residing. They said she's very active in Charlotte. Um, they're saying like, uh, she does spoken word. Well, she spoken mic, open mic or whatever. Um, in Charlotte on Thursdays, I found that out today. Thank you, Marquise. Um, so when things open back up, who's going to be in Charlotte on Thursdays, this kid, this guy, because, I, um, I, I, I love sometimes. Okay. Chantel Mitchell says my boy Gav beats 
just produce some tracks for her. Yo, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Y'all y'all keep giving me these Sunshine Anderson updates because I need them. I, I really would love to meet her. Um, I love Sunshine Anderson, man. Like, you know, that she she was, well, she is amazing. Um, I'm at the, I'm at the, apparently she's released some new music too. So, well, clearly Chantel is saying that, um, Chantal is saying that, um, her boy produced some beats. So clearly I'm about to listen to some new stuff. So that's dope. I love um, hearing stories about artists that were mainstream at one point And then they kind of, you think they fade away, but they're actually just doing their own thing independently. I like watching the, like behind the music type shows and the, um, like where are they now type shows. I know BT got this thing called finding. Um, and I got to watch those cause I shared them. Um, they did one on Chingy. Um, they have another one on um, Lil Zane. Um, who else? It was somebody else they did, uh, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this one too." But they did. They, they did um, Lil um, Murphy Lee. Murphy they did one on Murphy Lee too. So, so I gotta definitely gotta watch that. Um, so I love those type of shows because again, you not only are you getting the behind the scenes um, information of what's going on while they were mainstream, because those stories be good, but. Um, you also get like the you see what they're doing now, and you see a lot of them are still doing music, but they just not as they're not mainstream. They're just doing it on their own. And I'm telling y'all this now. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the music industry, but from my understanding, it's very grimy. Um, it's a lot of politics involved. Um, so a lot of these artists, you know, a lot of these artists, they may look like they're shining on the outside when they're mainstream, but they are struggling on the inside or they're struggling behind the scenes. So. It's cool to kind of hear those type of stories. And a lot of these artists that used to be mainstream that are independent now, they're a lot happier now because they have more control of their music. So what a lot of y'all don't understand is these a lot of these mainstream artists are not in control of their music. They don't own they don't own anything. They they're being used for their voices or whatever um by the industry to make money for the industry. And they're not owning none of their masters or anything. That's why it's so important to own your masters and own all your own stuff. But again, I'm not no music expert. I want to tell y'all the wrong thing, so <laughs> I don't want to get nobody in trouble. But um, that's 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 just kind of that's just kind of what it is. Um, so yeah, I want y'all to. Un- I think that's dope. If y'all have any other people that um, y'all know who I like to listen to, but maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> but if y'all have some more info, inside information on people like you know, uh, 90s artists or early 2000s artists that aren't mainstream anymore and they still doing stuff, yo, let your boy know. I love to listen to their new music and everything. Um, again, I think that's dope that, um, you know, people are still doing their gifting, working for their dreams, and we may not see it on a bigger scale, but they're still doing what they're put on earth to do. I think that's dope. Um, so shout out to Sunshine Anderson. I really hope I get to meet her one day, um, interview her too. I think that'd be dope to interview her on Fire Nights. I think it'd be dope to interview her for the magazine, all that stuff. And so yeah, we're gonna, gonna put it out there and go ahead and watch that thing manifest. Here we go. All right, so speaking of music, let's go ahead and talk about the big the big thing here that's been going on since we've been in quarantine. Um these verses. Right? Um I haven't really talked about the verses too much. Um because I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't really been watching them. Um I think I've expressed a couple of weeks ago here on Fire Nights that even though I'm not knocking it, I think it's cool. I think people need, you know, of course, we're, most people are stuck indoors and don't really have anything to do. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's good for them. But for me, it just really didn't really do nothing for me or resonate with me as far as, oh, let me watch this verses. Um, 
you know, sit here for two or three hours and watch Instagram. I guess because I don't really be on Instagram like that. I, I post what I post on Instagram and then I get off. Like I, I go live rarely. Um, you know, Instagram is not I guess it's not my main platform. I'm on Facebook mostly. So that's probably maybe that that plays a factor into it. But um these verses have been, you know, it obviously they've been getting a lot of views, a lot of traction. I think that's dope. Um I guess it started off with T Pain and Lil John. Um I didn't see that when I heard it. Um, because I know I think my sister was listening to it, but I heard it, heard it. That was a good one from my understanding. Um, Sean Garrett, the pen and the dream. Now I heard theirs got kind of serious. I heard they was like really throwing shots at each other. Um, so um that one got kind of kind of by the body, right right it, I guess. And I think one of the big the biggest ones was uh Teddy Riley and Babyface. I'm gonna give my opinion on that. The reason why I think that was the biggest one. The only reason why that was one of the biggest ones because Teddy Riley kept messing up. And Teddy Riley, um that that created a lot of memes and a lot of uh gifs. Um, you know, the first time they tried to do it. Um, I mean, of course, they're both legends in their own right, of course, and they're never taken away from that. Um, but I think that's the only reason why it was so big, because that first one was a a, a big uh flop mess up on Teddy Riley's part because he was trying to do he was team too much on that week. Um, but the second week they tried, they did it, it worked out better. Um, so and then another big one. Now, this one I actually I I didn't watch watch, but I kind of tuned in a little bit. I watched uh Hezekiah Walker and John P. Key. I was actually in the in the um in the KFC um drive through and I was waiting on my food and I was like, okay, I guess I'll tune into this and see what this is all about. And of course it took me back to all those songs we used to sing at um my my um home church, Grady and Zion Baptist Church. Um with the songs that the teen choir, the junior choir, and the inspirational choir used to sing. So that took me back, some of those songs they were playing. And, of course, my mom used to rock those CDs in the car. That's all we used to listen to was Hez Kyle Walker and um, John P. Key or whatever. Speaking of, um, I I was saying that I wanted to see a versus with Kurt Franklin. I'm going to get to the other possibilities in a minute. Um, thank you, Swag. Um, I won't get to the other possibilities in a minute, but... um. I wanted to see a Kurt Franklin versus, but I was I was trying to think who could he go up against because I feel like Kurt Franklin is the only person in his lane. Honestly, I don't really see him going up like not necessarily battling like, to see who's the best, but I like, kind of just see like who he could really go up against. Um, and I couldn't really think of anybody. So I know a lot of people are saying they want to see Kurt Franklin, and I was like, who could he go up against? I'm not not really sure. But anyway, um, and then the most recent one we had was Jill Scott. And um, Erica Badu, I heard that was a vibe. Um, I, I didn't watch it, but I heard some of it. my mom was listening to it. I saw a lot of people commenting on Facebook about it. Um, I heard it was a vibe. Um, I love and I love what I love about that one. From what I understand, it wasn't really, and not really all of all of these weren't really. Only one again that was that I think that was got really about it. About it was Sean Garrett, depending the dream, but um. Everybody's verses was more so of a, it was a vibe session. I think. I think it was more so everybody just kind of okay. Of course, they're gonna put hit against hit, but it was more so like a celebration. Of, okay, we got these songs, especially with the Jill Scott and the, uh, Erica Badu. From my up, from my understanding, um, it was just a vibe, and everybody was kind of just getting a getting a they vibe on and everything. So I think that's dope. I think that's a cool thing. All right, Anissa says that Kurt Frank go up against Ty Tribbett. Okay, I can see that. That might be a good one. That actually might be a good one. That, that might be a good one. I like that. So we'll see. Um, I think any, anything, whoever goes up against Kirk is going to be a good time. I think it's going to be dope either way. Um, so 
speaking of the verses, so so Kaya decided she wants to throw her hat in the ring. And, you know, Kaya is very vocal. She doesn't care. She's going to say whatever she want to say. Um, for those of y'all who don't know who Kaya is, you know the song My Neck, My Back, and Can't Wayne With It. Y'all know those songs. That's Kaya. Um, she also had that song with Janet Jackson. Um, so excited. Um, so she said that she wants to go up against um, the baddest B, <laughs> which is Trina. Um, and then I guess Trina caught word of it. And Trina went on this rampage and she was like, I don't, I'm not even going to dignify that response with a response. You know, what's funny about that? When you say that you actually are responding when you, <laughs> so you actually are caught me on it when you say, I'm not going to dignify that. with it. And then she just went on this whole rampage about how she is at the top. She's the queen. She doesn't mess with peasants and all this other stuff. It was like, it was crazy. Like Trina just went off when she could have simply just said, no, I'm not interested. Um, so she went off. So Kaya, of course, responded. And I was gonna play the response, but I cannot play it. It's it's too it's too 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 much. It's a lot. I'm a, if y'all wanna listen to it, y'all can go to Kaya's Instagram page, or y'all can go to Sandra Rose.com. I'm sure it's on all the other blogs too, but it's it's rough. It's a lot. I'm gonna do I'm gonna break it down. Basically, she said that Trina is only known for um Felatio, and uh, she accused of having HIV, and uh, it, it was a lot. It was a lot, and I'm just gonna let y'all just y'all just go listen to it because it was definitely a lot. Um, so I think again with some of these verses, some of these even though we might want to see them up against each other, it might not be a good idea because it's not it's not gonna be the vibe. It's gonna be more of a argue argument match, arguing match or whatever. Um, Donnell Davis says, why is Trina always so aggravated when Kaya says something? <laughs> Donnell, let me ask you this, bro. Shout out to Donnell Davis. Because you're from that area. Like, I didn't know Trina and Kaya had beef. And because again, I'm maybe I'm oblivious to music. But Spad, did you know that? That Kaya and Trina had beef? Okay. So she Kaya beats with everybody? Okay, got you. Um, because I mean, I'm and I'm not trying to be funny, I'm not trying to be shady or anything, but only again, only songs I know about Kaya is Can't Wayne with it and and my neck my back. Them the only two songs I know. Now if I'm missing something, y'all let me know. I and I know she does Queen Court. You know, I know she does that, but music wise, them only two songs I know. And then with even with Trina, I mean, of course you got the baddest B. She has some other songs too. I can't think of the titles of them. And then she, of course you got the songs with, with Trick Daddy. Um, but Donnell says I did, but it's not that serious. Okay. Anissa says Kaya wrote a lot of the songs. A lot of what songs, Anissa? A lot of her songs or a lot of Trina songs? Okay, well, I guess she'll get back to me. Um but yeah, I didn't know there was a beef. I really didn't know. She wrote a lot of she wrote a lot and Trina stole some of Kaya's songs. I need receipts. <laughs> I need receipts. I need receipts. Um, but yeah, that's I didn't know about the beef. I didn't know I didn't know nothing about that. But um yeah, I think again, um, I think a lot of cause I told Maine, I said a uh, uh, versus I would actually watch. Um, and she addressed it, but she's not gonna do it. Is I will watch. Of course, y'all know I love Brandy and Monica. 
both of them. I love both of them equally. Um, you know, as people always ask me who's better to you, Brandy or Monica, and I'm like, neither one of them is better to me. Like, I love both of them equally. I listen to Brandy more because, like, I have all the albums. But like I said, again, I love both of them equally. I've seen Monica in concert. She does a great show. It's real. I love, I love artists who just get up there and sing. It's like, you know, I'm cool with all the theatrics, you know, especially you paying a lot of money for it. But um I like like she got up there, she came to when she came to Augusta, she got up there with that freshly done bob and she sung. And it was wonderful. It was it was beautiful. And I just I, it was like I the little kid in me was like felt like I was just watching. It was it was just amazing. I can't describe. I said, I gotta I gotta see Brandy next in concert. Um, but I um I would love to see Brandy and Monica a versus, but Monica addressed it. She said that the only way she would do it if it was um like a celebration, kind of like the Erica Badu Jill Scott thing. Um, and I can agree with that because she was saying how they people have pitted her and Brandy against each other since they started, and. Um, all it would end up with being, it would be like an arguing match. And I and I'm gonna say this, I think it will only be an arguing match if y'all allow it to be an arguing match. If y'all allow other people to get inside y'all ears like people have been doing for years, and y'all allow that, then I think that's when it's gonna be a problem. But if I if y'all both can kind of just get up there and just play the music, then I think it'll be a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Y'all play the music and you always and you just end on the boy's mind. Period. Or you can start with the boy's mind. And then keep it going from there and end, and end with it all belongs to me. Whatever y'all want to do. Um, but I think that would just be, I just think it'd be good for the culture. I think we just be, I think that'd just be a good, a good versus. I mean, but I can see why Monica wouldn't really want to do it. Cause I mean, again, people always want to try to turn something positive into something negative. And I would hate to see them going at each other on Instagram live. We don't, we don't need that. That's not, that's not a good look. Um, but I will say this though. Um, as far as new music, and I've already voiced my opinion last week, um, that um, that Baby Mama track that Brandy released, and me and my sister talking about it last night. I was like, I really, I really want to like that song. I just can't, I, I, cause I love Brandy, but I just again, I'm, I'm a type of fan. I'm a type of um, person. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a well-rounded listener. And if I don't like, just because I'm a fan of yours, I mean, I got to like everything that you do. Um, and I, I just, I can't, I can't like it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just don't, I mean, the song just doesn't resonate with me, you know? I mean, it, may, it wasn't made for me, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of songs that a lot of female artists do that aren't made specifically for men, but I mean, I like them or whatever. But just this song just, just didn't do it for me. And the video just made it worse. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. I can't. But I said all that to say, because Monica released a new uh, a single last year called Commitment. Now that joint go hard. Um, so if you if you putting up Commitment against Baby Mama, Commitment wins hands down. I'm about to say because I mean it just it just resonates more. I feel like and it, it's that authentic R and B feel versus Baby Mama. I don't know exactly what kind of sound she was trying to go for, but you know that ain't it. Um, Donnell says true people pitted Badu and Scott against each other. Yeah. So that was that, I think that was a good versus for the culture. I think that was important to see the both queens vibing to each other's music. I think that's dope. Um, you know, I didn't know that. Um, you know, Jill Scott. Uh, I, I think that she had a, a for some, she's she's connected to that root song that Erica Badu is featured on. Um, I didn't know that there was a connection between that. 
until like recently. But that's one of my favorite songs. Period. I love that song. Um, you got me. I don't think that's, I don't know that's the title, but that song that, that song goes hard. That drum cadence is everything. Um, we were, me and my uncle were discussing other possibilities, other other verses possibly. Um, he's talking about. He said SWV and um, who he said SWV in total or something, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> I was like, no. I said, no. We we uh uh-uh. uh um, yeah, no. Um, I was like, I, SWV with the minus total, in my opinion. I'm, I, I don't know. But my question with the verses. So, are we going by what sounds better? Or are we going by is it actually what, like, which song was the biggest hit? Because, I'm, which song was the biggest hit? Okay. All right. Got you. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm like, because if, I mean, obviously you can just look at numbers that there. I mean, I know we want to we listen to it for the vibe, but. That's all I just want to know, like, what, cause, uh, cause sometimes, let's say, let's say Beyonce and Kelly Rowland go up against each other, right? I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I'm like Kelly Rowland might have the better song, but because the Beehive is so big, of course, people gonna say Beyonce did better than Kelly. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know what what was the what was the measuring stick. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I was just trying to figure out what the what the what the measuring stick was. Is it is it what we because again there might be two artists going up against each other, but I might like I might because my in my ear I might like that one better, but that song did better on the charts or it made more money or whatever. So I didn't know how that worked. All right, cool. Learning stuff every day. I think that's important. Okay, so you just got co-wrote the song. Cool. All right, thank y'all for letting me know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so I'm trying to think, yeah, who else would my uncle say? Um, I had, honestly, I had said, if we're going to do SWV, I said it would be a better matchup against Escape. That's what I said. Um, SWV and Escape going against, up, up against each other. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anybody else who I really want to see. We know that Nelly and, uh, Ludacris are coming up next, coming up this week, this Saturday. Um, probably not going to watch it. Like I didn't watch it here. When else is I probably hear about it and listen to it on? Uh, I mean, look at it on Facebook while y'all talking about it. Um, but there's uh, there has been a big debate though going on who will win that one uh, versus Luda and, and Nelly. Um, I like both. I'm not necessarily a particular big fan of either one as far as like which one I like the best. Um, so I'm, I really don't know who will actually win that one. I mean, they all both obviously had good hits. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. A lot of people. A lot of people are saying Nelly would beat Luda in that one. So, um, there, and then there were some people that disagree with that, obviously. But we'll see. I'm not. I'm not throwing my hat on either one. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm gonna take a break. I need to drink some water. Um, so we're gonna um go to this tune real quick. We haven't done this in a while. Normally we highlight independent artists here on Fire Nights. I'm gonna throw this tune real quick. Y'all listen to it. We're going to come back and talk about some more stuff. All right. Y'all be blessed. This is Fire and Ice. You 
you out there running the streets, but you forgot about me. This ain't the picture perfect fairy tale I thought it would be. You out there making it rain, I could be doing the same. But if you wanna keep me home, then baby, you gotta change. With so many applications on the table, if you ain't on your job, then somebody else is able. Cause we in a drought right now. Can you help me out? I need participation to create precipitation. That was Sonya Williams' Rain. Um, she kind of did like a remake of the SWV Rain, but she put her own twist on it. Shout out to Sonya Williams. That song is also featured on the new series by Victor Productions and Glow Media Network, My Life. Y'all go check that out. Um, you can go to vimeo.com slash on demand slash my life series and get the full season. Um, it's a really good series. Um, you guys will really enjoy it. I think you guys will will, will like it a lot. So y'all go y'all go check that out. Y'all caught that. Um, speaking of series, we got to talk about, of course, one of the uh, pioneers of of black entertainment, 
You may not like him. You may not like everything he puts out, but you got to respect his hustle. We were talking about the King Tyler Perry. Um, you know, uh, basically, he is the, the, uh, this goes back to controlling your own stuff, controlling your own interests and everything. I think that's important. Um, Tyler Perry owns his own everything. He owns his own studio. He owns his own productions. And this man has the opportunity to pretty much do whatever he wants to when it comes to entertainment. And Tyler Perry, um, there's reports going on that Tyler Perry is planning on reopening up his studios to start back production um, on his lot. From what I read, he is going to be, basically he's going to allow his, act. they, they got to be tested first, obviously, for coronavirus. Um, if they test negative, then they can come back to work. And they are allowed to live, they're going to be allowed to live on the studio property. Now, y'all seen the studio. The studio is huge. Um, y'all, y'all, if you've seen it, you know, those of us who looked at it from the outside looking in, we didn't get those personal invitations. Uh, but um, basically, it's, a, it's more than enough room to fit a whole bunch of people. So they're going to be allowed to, um, they're going to be allowed to basically live on, um, live there while they're, while they're working. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's dope. It's a great way to take care of people, but not only to take care of them, you know, you're, you're still getting work done. Um, and I think that's dope. Again, he's opened up, he's opened up the door for him to do things his own way. And again, you may not like everything that he puts out. And I keep saying this, um, because I do believe that you have the right to like what you like. and You have the right to not like what you not want, not want to like, but I, I I feel like he has really again he's opened up the door opened up the door to maneuver to where he can just pretty much do what he needs to do and I if he were he were just simply working in typical Hollywood he'd have to wait like everybody else so I mean like I think because I read a report right now that a lot of the networks um the the major ones like the major broadcast networks they have to they're having to come up with a contingency plan as far as what they're going to do about the fall season, just in case that the, um, I guess they don't get the okay to go back into production. So for those of y'all who've been following, um, for those of y'all who've been following regular television or whatever, y'all know that a lot of the shows got cut off. Like they had to end early. A lot of finales came abruptly. Um, a lot of them people didn't get, a lot of shows didn't get to finish filming. Like, you know, like Grey's Anatomy, um, Empire, um, what else? Some other there's some other shows that didn't they didn't they really didn't get to finish filming the entire season, so they had to just end because the corona hit or whatever. Um, so and so now I don't know when they well, I don't know normally when networks start filming the fall season, but if they don't get the okay by a certain time, there may not be any new fall shows to watch. So they're having to come up with a plan, okay, what are we gonna play during the fall season? Um even right now, y'all know I'm a big soap opera head. I watch a lot. I watch The Young and the Restless. I might dabble into Bow and the Beautiful in General Hospital from time from time to time. Um, even right now with the the soaps, they're showing reruns right now. Young and the Restless is showing like they're having like they have different theme weeks. Um, which honestly, I think is dope. I like watching the old. Ones. I've I've enjoyed watching the old ones. That's when like Young and the Restless used to be like really good. Um, now it's kind of just. They, they need to go back to the drawing board now and kind of, I hope, like I said, me and my homeboy, Timothy, we've been talking. Um, I'm hoping that the current writers, they're watching the the ones now, the reruns, and they're trying to figure it out because I think that's, I think that's important. Um, they go back to the drawing board with that show because like Young Races be so good. Um, 
And now it's like they're giving us kind of mediocre stuff, I think. But y'all don't watch soaps like that, so I won't go on my tangent. But um, I go going back to TP, going back to Tyler, I think, again, because he's opened up the door to own his own stuff, do his own thing, has his own studio, he has the ability and the capabilities of doing it. So obviously we're going to see we're going to see new Tyler Perry content coming soon. I think from what I read, they're about to uh, start back filming The Oval and Sisters, is my understanding. Um, so, so yeah, so I think I think that's dope. That's dope. Now, I don't really, I don't watch the Oval or Sisters. Um, I really couldn't get into those shows, but again, I think that's dope that people will have the opportunity to go back to work. I think that that's a good thing. Um, you know, um, they can, you know, the staff, the, the production staff, the crew, actors, anybody that's involved with TP, they can go back to work. I think that's dope. Um, that he has the opportunity to 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 allow them to to do that. So I think that's that's good. Um so hopefully hopefully though this um this whole corona thing, you know, if if everybody does what they're supposed to do, you know, it'll it'll, it'll subside soon, but again, um this definitely has impacted the world in a major way. Um I read that Twitter the CEO is going to allow his workers to work from home forever, I guess. Um so this is, but this is again. I think I always try to. I, I always try to see the good in in situations. I think again, this is this is open up the opportunity for people to just do things a different way when it comes to working from home, um, school from schooling from home, doing church from home. Um, you know, especially especially the church. I think is a lot. It's 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 showing people that. The church isn't a building. It's, we are, we are the church. We as the people are the church, and we have to under, you know we have to do we have to do things a different way. Everybody's not going to going to come into the building to receive the word, you know. So I think just with things happening virtually now, I think it opens up the door to spread the word more. Or again, even with content creating, um, people are being creative about how they're producing shows now. Um, it's, it's putting a shine on a lot of independent content creators now. I think that's dope. Um, you know, even myself, like I know a lot of people ask, and I've, I've honestly been pushing out content. I've been, I haven't stopped pushing out new content. A lot of people ask me, well, what have you been, how you been filming? I haven't filmed anything. Again, I haven't filmed anything since my last, the last thing I filmed was in December. And I want to say it was the main way. It was either the main way or I had to film a pickup, pickup scene for Peace Be Still. It was either one of those. But um, I haven't filmed anything since December 31st. I put the camera down on December 31st. I didn't pick up a camera on January 1st. And, um, you know, it's, just, it's about just being organized, being prepared, and, and pushing that content. So I, I, I think this whole thing, the good in all of it is that it's allowed independent content creators to be seen. People are at home. They're bored. They're watching stuff on YouTube, Vimeo, um, you know, a lot of different other independent streaming sites. Um, so it's definitely, again, it's created a whole new dynamic when it comes to how we how we do things now when it comes to um, just everyday life. So that's that. Speaking of shows, let's go ahead and talk about Insecure real quick. Um, you know, I'm going to speak on that. That's, of course, the, the big show right now that's, that's being aired. And it's, and it's created um, another Versus which is Team Molly versus Team Issa. Um, and I think it's funny because 
Um, clearly, a few of my um, fellow insecure watchers, we we don't see eye to eye when it comes to this topic. Um, because, well, if you if you if you've been watching Insecure, I'm I'm gonna kind of break it down for you. Um, this season, Issa, the character. And I, I'm, I'm going to say why I'm saying the character because it's, it's important why I emphasize the difference between the actress and the character. Um, but Issa, the character, she is finally making steps towards the um, the block party that she's been planning since last season. And so she's tunnel vision doing that. That's her focus. That's her goal. She befriends Condola, and they're working on the on the uh, on the block party together. Come to find out that Condola is dating Lawrence. Lawrence is Issa's ex. So Condola finally finds out about that they were exes. And so it kind of creates a weird dynamic in the beginning. But they're both like, we're not going to let that stop us from work being friends and focus on the block party. Well, that's until um, Lawrence and Issa, they, they're back friendly. And there's a lot. they're still sharing inside jokes. Condola picks up on it. Basically, Condola's picking up on signs that Lawrence may not fully be over Issa. And, of course, Issa, um, Lawrence is ready to move on. He's ready to get married. He wants to have kids. Condola has been divorced. She doesn't want to be married anymore. She doesn't want to do that again. So it creates all this is creating a rift. Meanwhile, Molly, who is Issa's oldest friend, um, she's going through her own thing. She's just started a new relationship with Andrew. And she's, of course, she's, a, she's an attorney. She's busy at work. And... Basically, when they both need each other, they're not there for each other this go around. It's like when Molly want, needs to share something about her, what's going on with her and Andrew, um, Issa's not really paying attention or she's not really there. When Issa needs to talk about what's happening with the block party, Molly's, you know, she's preoccupied with what she got going on. And I think, in my opinion, I think it's just a failure to communicate between the both of them. Um, because And then... It, because they're not communicating, things are festering, and they end up throwing shots at each other. Now, this is not new. Molly and Issa have been throwing shots since, at each other since season one. It's a little bit more playful, but now they're serious about what they're saying, and it's coming off it's coming off real, real harsh when they throw shots at each other. All right, so now we're on. Um, we're here, episode five. The block party is happening. Everybody comes out to support, including Molly. Oh, let me say this. Um, Issa loses her her um her main attraction, her main show person. Um and um she asks Molly because Andrew works at uh Andrew works with artists. And so Issa asked Molly to ask Andrew to hook her up with somebody. And Molly was like, basically she was saying no, because Molly and Andrew just really kind of just got, got into it about her not spending time with him. So they kind of made up and Issa asked during that time. And she was like, No, I'm trying to really trying to protect my relationship. You know, hopefully you can respect that boundary and keep it pushing. So come to find out, we're here at the block party. Issa does have a main act, opening a main act for her for the block party. Come to find out, she got in contact with Nathan, who is Issa's ex, who ghosted her last season. And Nathan and Andrew are roommates, so she asked Nathan to ask Andrew to get her to open the act. So she pretty much went around Molly to get that to happen. Molly finds out they throw words at each, throw shots at each other. And then they both they both square up, and then it starts raining. So that's that. I kind of broke. I kind of summed it all down for you. Um, I, I've been saying that I've been Team Molly since all this started because 
what I, the reason why is because I can understand, like, I can understand basically you are trying to, you're being in this relationship and you're trying to really, because she really wants to make this relationship work. So I can understand her trying to really to do everything she can to protect her relationship. But at the same time, she's always held Issa down. Whether y'all realize it or not, since season one, even when Molly has been mad at Issa, um, Molly's always been there for Molly ran interference for uh, for her when um, she cheated on Lawrence with Daniel and Daniel showed up at that event. She ran in, Molly ran interference. Um, when she wanted to go back and make things right with Lawrence, Molly drove her back, even though Drove her back home, even though Molly was mad at her. Um, you know, there's other different stuff that that Molly has really. Molly has held her down. Um, you know, and I feel like sometimes Issa, she is like she can be very selfish when it comes to things. Not saying that like certain things, it's not wrong at certain times, but for the most part, she just needs to own up to the fact that she has been selfish and she does use people at times. Because even in this current episode. She hasn't talked to Nathan. Like when she she basically on the first episode of this season, when Molly asked, should Andrew invite Nathan to the block party? Issa was like, no. She sounded like she was done with them. But all of a sudden now, you start talking back to Nathan and you're like, hmm, maybe I can use Nathan to get to Andrew or whatever. So I just say just own up to what you do. I mean, like if you are a user and you I mean you gotta do what you gotta do to make your block party work. I'm not mad at that, but I would say just own up to you being a user. I mean, she does. And the reason why I say I had to separate each of the character from each of the actors, I think a lot of people, some people, I won't say a lot, some people are Team Issa because they love the actress, they love the mogul, they love the writer, you know, producer, or whatever, and they're not they're looking at it from, oh, I love Issa, so I gotta love Issa the character. So I think that's probably a lot of people. Why a lot of people are are looking at it that way. Um, but I will say this, and I will admit this, Team Molly took an L this past episode. Um, I don't think it was the right point in time to talk to Issa about her feelings at the block party because I understand this from putting an event together. When you are a tunnel vision, you're trying to make sure everything's working right. You don't have time to be talking about other stuff. You are a tunnel vision. I remember when I used to do plays, I used to tell people, do not talk to me it has, unless it has something to do with the play because I'm my, that's where my mind is right now, making sure everything's working right. So I understand that wholeheartedly. So I get it. That was not the right time to talk about everything that was going on. You should have pulled her. You should have talked to her the next day or, you know, whatever. Whenever you need. Or when do you cool down? Um, You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I can understand why Molly was upset. Because, again, it's like she asked you not to involve Andrew. And I can understand why Molly said no again. Because uh, you she had just got to this argument with Andrew. Let's say Molly would have asked Andrew. Andrew would probably felt the same time. Like, oh, you, 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 you only made up with me to use me to get something that you wanted. So, I think they both had their reasons for doing what they're doing. Um, I'm just gonna stick with my team, stick with Team Molly, because I feel like Molly is is vindicated to feel how she feels about Issa. Um, and again, with her being Issa's oldest friend, and she's and she's seen the things that Issa has done, and not really follow through with a lot of stuff that she's done. And she and Issa has effed up her life a lot of times. Like I can understand why she, you know, feels a certain way about certain things that she's done. And Issa hasn't always. And Issa has is, has been throwing shots at Molly too, as far as I just you know, judging her, judging Molly for things that she's done as well. So I think I think honestly works both ways with both characters. Um, 
But what I, I guess what I love about this season, I love about I'm not love about the show. Period is that it just shows the realness of relationships and friendships and everything. And what I love about this season is that we're really diving into the heart of their friendship. And I really hope that they that it survives because I love like specifically episode five when they were doing the wobble. Um, I love seeing them interact. I guess because again, I'm I'm going into the the real life, seeing them interact in real life. You know, watching the wind downs and on Instagram and different things like that, I can kind of bring it back to the character. I'm like, I really like when their characters are like in a good space because it's it's a it's a good time, it's a good vibe. So, I really hope that they can find their way back to each other. I'm not sure they will. I mean, if somebody buck up at me trying to fight me, I don't know if you can come back from that. I'm not sure. But dudes are a little different from 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 women. So, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I ain't really had no dude ever buck up with me like that, but. I don't know, man. Somebody trying to fight me. I don't know if we can be cool after that. We'll have to see. It, it depends on what it is. If it was my fault, then maybe. But if you just, you know, you're trying to fight me and, you know, for some, some BS, then I don't know. We might, might, have, to, might have to just chill on that, be cool on that. Um, But, yeah, Insecure. Y'all check it out Sundays. Y'all know what it is. Um, I'll definitely be watching this week. Looking forward to it. Um, That's one of the big things I look forward to watching on Sundays is Insecure. And we got 10 episodes this season, so we we just did five, so we got five more to go. And I'm excited to see where the rest of this goes. Um, So by the time y'all listen to this, another show, of course, How to Get Away with Murder, that's another show I watch. By the time y'all listen to this, the, season, the series finale will have played, and we will finally get the questions that we've been looking for as far as um who, who murdered Annalise, um, how is Wes back. Um, there's been some new questions. New murders, a murder happened last week. If you haven't watched, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but a murder happened last week. Um, there's been another, there was another murder I asked about too. I was like, what happened to Keating, uh, to uh, Annalise and Tegan's boss? He got killed at the end of last season and they never said who killed him. So hopefully that'll get answered. There's, with this season series finale, I really hope a lot of questions get answered because, and we only have an hour because I'm not going to lie to you again, I was very disappointed by the Scandal series finale. I felt like, um, they didn't really tie up enough loose ends. It just really, it just really, it was just all over the place. I think because again, I said this before on other platforms. I feel like they made scandal a little bit too big. They started involving too many outliers, um, in the equation, and that kind of just it was it was too too big to bring it back, hone it back in. So even with how to get away with murder, how to get away with murder, now that they are involving the FBI and the governor's office and all this other stuff. Hopefully it's not too big that they can't hone it back in. Because, again, we only got an hour to end this show. And I really hope they end this show right because I've been faithfully watching for six seasons. And if you don't end right, I'm going to be very upset. Um, You know, I'm to, my, you know, I mean, nothing I can do about it. But I just feel like y'all just need to end right. It's the only way to do it. All right, guys. Um, We are getting ready to wrap up. I got three minutes left Um, on this uh, how first hour of fire and ice of course if you listen to it just on the podcast side we only do an hour but if you listen to it on the radio side um we get we got two hours but you're just gonna listen to it um we play it again on the second hour just because you missed something on the first hour um but again we appreciate y'all so much for listening and and, and tuning i want to shout out everybody that was on my facebook live thank y'all so much oh nisa wrote the love hip-hop are in it yeah they're on they're on um hiatus i saw the last episode of love hip-hop atlanta um 
on Monday, and they're basically they're on infinite, they're on 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 halt right now because of all of this, uh, which makes sense. We're not really trying to watch them in their houses all day every day. We don't we don't really we don't care that much. Um, so that and obviously that show thrives on drama interaction, so that's important. Um, speaking of love and hip hop, I want to give a shout out to the people of Love and Hip Hop Augusta. Um, the producers reached out to me in Maine because we talked about it last week. They reached out to us, um, thanking us for our honest critiques of, of what we thought. Um, and you know, we and I invited her. I said, "Hey, when the show, whenever the show comes out, y'all let us know. We would love to have y'all on the show, and y'all can talk about you know the process and everything else and everything." I know they were here on Round Here Radio um, when the whole thing broke out here in Augusta, which was a it just turns to pandemonium on the book. But, you know, um, also shout out to Ron and Sharmika. They are uh, cast members of the Love and Hip Hop Augusta parody. We're going to have them on the show as well um, when the show comes out. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. But, again, thank everybody that commented on my live. Thank y'all so much. Y'all really kept things going. I appreciate y'all for doing it for me. Um, again, I want to give a shout out to Swag. Thank you for opening up the studio for me. Um, to record Fire Nights this week, gotta give a shout out to my co-host and co-creator, um, co-producer. Well, he's the actually the producer, um, Maine, uh, while he's out in the trenches. And I uh, appreciate you, bro. And I want to thank everybody again for all the support. Shout out to Round Here Radio, Five Twenty Radio, and Exquisite Radio. And of course, gotta shout out iHeart Radio for hosting us. Y'all have a blessed week. Y'all stay safe. Um, and we will see y'all next time on Fire Nights. Peace.